What is the one thing that you've learned, like the, the biggest piece of adversity that you've gone through that has taught you the biggest lesson in your journey so far? That any, any single point in your life that you could change the way that it is, that you can reinvent yourself, that you can relearn the things that you learned. Um, just because you know your past looks bad doesn't mean that your future has to look that way. What's going on, guys? Sean French here with another episode of the podcast, Determined Society. I have with me today someone very, very special. I met Michelle um, via social media, and I was really impressed by her story. She suffered from a 10-year struggle with anorexia, abuse, and anxiety. And now she had she is healthy, and she is thriving and living her best life. Michelle Christine Weinstein now inspires others to say, screw it and do it to get the life they really desire. Welcome to the show, Michelle, how are you? Thanks, I'm great, how are you? Hey, I can't complain other than my voice is still kind of raspy, but you know what, it, at least I can talk now, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> you know what, you, before we get into it, you've been taking some cool vacations, some cool trips with your boyfriend. Uh, tell it, you know, I, I really admire that because, you know, I have three children right now and I'm married and, you know, a lot of times my wife and I just can't pick up and get in the car and go like we used to when we were dating. So tell 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 us tell the audience what you've been up to. Let's hear it. Yeah, and I've been doing it with a puppy as well. Um, I recently just went to Mammoth and we did hiking and we just enjoyed life. You know, that's the best part of where I am today. It's like being able to be flexible with meals and with exercise mm -hmm. and just everything. Um, it was just fun, just much needed break from work. Now, I know you moved from New Jersey to California, and I want to get into that. But first, I want to touch on the hiking part. You and I spoke a little bit offline about places to go hike, like South Lake Tahoe and to Yosemite. Um, Yosemite is definitely worth it. You need to go to Yosemite. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I just found that I really liked hiking, I think, mm. like, last year. So it's yeah. like I'm trying to figure out what hikes I can do with my doodle now because his fur is like Velcro. So everything sticks on him. So I can't go to the ones that have all those stickies and everything. Cause yeah. I'll spend an hour pulling them out of his fur. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have so to do yeah. it every time my, my wife and I and family, we go up to Tallahassee to go see my sister-in-law and our little dogs for some reason in her neighborhood, they did these little stickies in the grass and we're steady picking the stickies out. Like it's, it's yeah. constant. So I yeah. feel that, feel that pain. Yeah. But tell everybody about, <laughs> She has a doodle, guys. And what she's talking about is her beautiful golden doodle, Harrison. So tell, tell the audience about Harrison. Um, I got him this year in February. Um, I was so excited to get him because my dog passed in August. And I just needed something. Like, I feel like dogs make everything better, um, more enjoyable. They make you happy. Um, so I got him in February with the intention of making him a service and therapy dog. Because one of my life goals is to take him into hospitals to like give kids gifts at Christmas time. It's always been something I've always wanted to do. So he's currently in training. Um, and he's just the best. He's just one of the most well-behaved dogs. And I went away and he was just amazing. Like I can't even believe he's a puppy because he's just well-behaved. He sits and just everything. 
he's gorgeous. It's really yeah. cool that you're doing that though. I didn't realize I saw you doing trainings, but yeah. I, I thought it just might've been obedience training. I wasn't really clear on what you were actually doing it for. And that's really awesome. Yeah. But it's a lot of work. Oh, I bet. <laughs> a I lot bet. more work than I thought it was, but no, it's I can so imagine. worth it. I yeah. can imagine. We have two little dogs and it's just my wife. She trains them and mm -hmm. she got them to, you know, the whole potty training thing. And you know, I think she silently curses me every single time we get a dog because she knows she's the one that's going to have to do the whole training. I don't have the patience for that. Like, yeah. you know, I can work with big dogs, little mm -hmm. dogs. They, they're, they're very needy and they are a lot more peculiar about where they go to the bathroom. And when they go in a certain patch, it just, it's way beyond me. So yeah. anyway, enough about dogs, but I, I love the fact that you, you and Harrison are doing that. I think he's going to bring a lot yeah. of joy to people. Um, so, you know, tell the audience, you know, a little bit about your story. You, you grew up in New Jersey and like I mentioned, and you can get into it, right. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, you struggle with anorexia, abuse, and anxiety. And mm -hmm. that is something that I feel a lot of individuals struggle with, you know, some type of eating disorder, right. Mm -hmm. I, I think now everybody's so worried about being perfect, right. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I don't suffer from anorexia or, or bulimia, but like I'll binge from here and there that, that is a disorder. Like, you know, some people say, well, I'm just enjoying myself. Like, no, like I have to be real with myself. Mm -hmm. It is a type of disorder, right? It, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, walk us through your journey a little bit about where you were at and the struggle and just really, really let us know what, what, what you're going through or what you went through. Um, I feel like it's very important to just start at the way beginning because I feel like this is where a lot of people go wrong is that like a lot of these behaviors are learned behaviors. Um, when I was five years old, my brother was diagnosed with type one diabetes. And at this time, you know, all our food drastically changed. So we went from like uh, chicken nuggets to grilled chicken, broccoli with cheese to broccoli, um, just like all these different changes. And my mom was so meticulous because of what the doctors had told her about controlling diabetes, that she actually would weigh his food before every single meal. And he'd say that he was hungry. And my mom would say, oh, no, you can't eat anymore because she didn't understand that you could give more insulin if you needed to eat more. So essentially, she was starving him. And it was just me watching him being starved, essentially. And I thought that healthy was that just starving and being hungry and limiting yourself. Um, I just remember going to the grocery stores with my mom and I'd pick up syrup and she would say, Oh no, not that syrup, like the healthy syrup that Chris can have. Um, who's my brother. And yeah. I think as a little kid, it's like, okay, that's healthy. Like I want to be healthy. Like, and I would just dive into sugar-free foods and all of those things to be healthy. And it wasn't really healthy for me. Um, so I feel like that's kind of where it all started. And then you add on like the media and the marketing and everything else. And, you know, I was young and like, I felt very um, insecure about my body. Mm -hmm. And at like eight years old in third grade, I would wear a jacket and it would be 90 degrees out because I didn't feel confident with the way my stomach looked. Um, I would say no to snacks at school and I would be very meticulous with what I ate. Um, I ended up over-exercising and I ended up fracturing my foot and I just would eat. And then I didn't feel confident with my body afterwards because I wasn't exercising. So I made a pact with myself that I would lose like 20 pounds. And I lost a lot of weight um, mm. when I was in sixth grade. 
Um, so I really struggled throughout like my life. Um, I was on the special K diet. I was on, you know, all of these weird diets. Yeah. Yeah. Low fat diets, just Mm -hmm. everything. And it's like, I wish that, you know, I learned the right way of healthy growing up because I wouldn't have had missed out on that much of life. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like part of being a kid is like being able to like enjoy the foods that you're eating. And I feel like I never really got that opportunity. And I didn't really feed my body well enough. That's so impactful because, you know, you know, I wrote down learned behaviors, mm-hmm. you know, and I think in every family dynamic, you have some type of learned behavior, mm-hmm. right? So I, I can completely see how you would go into this mindset of what is healthy is limiting myself, weighing my food. And if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm truly hungry, not to listen to my body, mm-hmm. right? And all the while, I think that your mom is just trying to protect, you know, her son and, and do the best that she can. And, you know, it brings up another point that really scares me too, as a father and, and, you know, and a parent is just like, man, we have to be super careful of how we parent and, and the things that we say and model our behavior, because we don't know how it's going to impact our children. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it, you know, it, it all brings it back to the learned behaviors. Like I had the exact opposite it was like, where are we going to go eat tonight? Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a whole lot of sit downs. You know, my dad would get home from work and my mom would be like, what's for dinner? And my dad would be like, dude, I've been working all day. Like, what do you mean? What's for dinner? I guess we'll go out. Yeah. And we, and we would go out and, you know, um, you know, it wasn't a healthy situation and growing up, you know, I was always heavier as well. You mm-hmm. know, today I still struggle with that mindset of like, I don't look good enough. So I want to acknowledge you for that because, you know, while, while you see yourself one way, I see myself another way. I look at you completely different as you look at yourself and you probably mm-hmm. look at me completely different as I look at myself. So I think mm-hmm. it's a super important thing for everybody listening to understand. Learn behaviors are super important, right? And a lot of times all we have to do is kind of flip the narrative a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And just say, you know, just everything in moderation, because right now there's so many different things going around about, you know, macros and all that stuff. And I believe in that. Like I, I'm going to be the first one to say, I believe in that, but I also don't believe in a lot of approaches that a lot of trainers and a lot of nutritionists are taking. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll tell a guy like me who's 210 pounds. Hey, I want you to knock your calories down to 1600. No, I'm not doing that. That, that I'm starving myself. Will Mm -hmm. I lose weight? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And quick. And then I'll put it right back on, you know? So I just think I I want to acknowledge that story because like, you know, that's, that's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, as a young kid and, you know, sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like Michelle, do you remember those feelings? Yeah. I could remember how I felt and it's just something that nobody should feel, you know, and that's kind of what scares me going on a little tangent about social media and going on TikTok and everything else. It's like, um, you know, drink water and lose 10 pounds in a week. And it's like, why are you teaching kids this? This is not healthy. Like you do not want to, you know, waste 10 years of your life. Like I did. It's one of my greatest regrets in life is just, you know, waiting for 10 years to learn what healthy was mm-hmm. and to be healthy. And it's like, we're, we're focused so much on like treating things that we're not focused on preventing from an early age. Yeah. So that's something that like really just 
Yeah, that's one of the things that I stand for. You know, it's really it's really interesting because I, I heard from a friend yesterday um, who's very healthy and, and very and very fit. She was like, you know, when you're about to eat something, ask yourself, is this going to serve me or is this going to inflame me? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, more often you want to eat the foods that serve you. You know, I mean, should you cut out everything completely? No, I don't, I don't think anybody should really, you know, yeah. take that approach. There's some people that can do that for me. Mm-hmm. I can't do it because. I go into that binge. I go into um, a perfectionist complex where I'm like, Ooh, no, I have to hit my macros. Like if I'm one over, it's like me at the gas tank at the gas station, you know, I can't end on a one. I have to end on a zero. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like that mentality with macros. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, having healthy habits, learn behaviors and things like that. And if you learn bad behaviors, you know, it's, it's, it's the ability to, I guess, acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. right? Like you have, it, yeah. you know, it, you know, it took you some time, but it's like, okay, now I'm on this route where like, I'm healthy and you're thriving. Like yeah. you and I have had some amazing conversations. I'm, I feel so blessed to know you. And, you know, um, my wife knows exactly who I'm talking about when I bring your name up, you know, wow. because I'm, I, I just respect your story so much. And if you're willing to dive a little deeper into your story, um, I would love for you to, Um, Mm -hmm. I know you talk about wasting 10 years and I know you kind of went through some treatments and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I want you to be able to talk about that if you're comfortable. Um, I know I put you on the spot, but I, I didn't mean to, but I just want you to be able to maybe help a listener that, that that might be tuning in. Yeah, of course. Um, so senior year of high school, um, I actually got home from my summer house and my dad told us that he had an affair and my way to cope was through, eating egg whites and steamed veggies and running on the treadmill until like I was physically in pain and I would do this every single day after school and ultimately you know I kept losing weight losing weight losing weight and my school gave me an ultimatum that I had to go inpatient which is going Mm. into a hospital unit um, Mm. to essentially gain weight Um, so I ended up doing that senior year of high school like the thing you don't want to do, you know, I waste, I like missed out on every single like yeah. meaningful event. Um, and the first day that I got in, um, they had like a meeting and the one girl said like, all I want to do is die. And I just remember calling my parents and saying like, get me out of here. Like, I don't want to die. Like yeah. I'll do it. Like I will get healthy on my own. And they wouldn't listen to me. Like they told me that in order to stay in high school, like I had to go through the program. I feel like every single day I cried. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just terrible. It's just sleeping in the hospital. Um, you know, being on a unit with six girls with locked doors and locked bathrooms, like you would have to ask to use the bathroom. Um, you they don't want you to purge. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have that issue personally. So it was kind of just like, it just felt like inhumane. Um, At two o'clock in the mornings, they would actually go into the rooms with flashlights to see if you were still alive. Oh, wow. Yeah. It just was not like what I would want anybody to go through. Mm. Um, It was terrible. It was a terrible experience. Um, I felt like after a while, it's like I started eating the food just to get out. Like (laughs) You're like, all right. It's just like, whatever, like I'm going to, you know, eat whatever here. And then when I get back home, like I'm going to get healthy on my own, like Mm -hmm. same kind of mentality. 
And I feel like they never really showed me how to balance anything. They didn't show me how to balance exercise and food. And they didn't like really um, give you nutritious food. Really? So it's kind of, yeah. What did yeah, they give you? Um, you could choose what you wanted, but mostly it was like pizza. Um, I had like French toast. But it Dude, was they like, wanted you to gain weight. <laughs> it was like, it was like, yeah crappy hospital food yeah. and they yeah. would make like ridiculous rules because of people with other disorders. So they wouldn't right. let you cut an apple into more than four. They wouldn't let you um, leave any condiments like in the container. So I actually watched somebody like eat butter out of a container. Like, <laughs> so like there's a lot of things that they had down as rules that were like ultimately led to more disordered behaviors. Sure. Yeah. That's just crazy. That must've been like as a 17 or 18 year old young woman, Yeah, you know, that's an experience. <laughs> right. But here's the thing though, too. Like I, I know at the time, Michelle, it's like, this is horrible. Get me out of here. Yeah. But now you are inspiring and coaching other people to get through this stuff. Mm-hmm. And without that actual life experience in yeah. living that you just, it's not a, it's not a thing where you can empathize with somebody. You can sympathize. Because you've sure. been there, you've walked 10 miles in their shoes. And so this is that actually as painful as it was and as shitty as it was, like it served you. You yeah. know, do you ever sit there and think of like how grateful you are to have gone through that because it gives you the opportunity to help so many people now? All the time. All the yeah. time. Like I look at my life and it's like, um, you know, I wish I would have known then what I know today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, how is this even my life? Like, because 10 years ago, I was in a very much different place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you from outside looking in, you know, it looks like you're living your best life and, and, and it's always fun to see. And that's why I connected with you so easily is because mm-hmm. like, dude, she's, she's being vulnerable. She's being authentic. She's enjoying her life. She's owning her shit, right? And she's saying, screw it, let's do it. So let's talk about that because that is your motto. Screw mm-hmm. it, let's do it, right? Or screw it, just do yeah. it. Which one is it? Screw it and do it. Screw it and do it. So yeah. talk to us about that. Where did you come up with that? Okay, well, after I went inpatient twice, took many medical leaves from college, graduated everything, I realized that I was struggling still with anorexia, like nothing. It was more of a Band-Aid situation than Mm. anything. Like I just felt like everyone was throwing out meal plans and everything else, and I wasn't able to follow them. Um, And I ultimately ended up going for outpatient help. So I would see like a therapist and a dietitian, and they would monitor my weight and everything else. At the time, um, I was very committed on, you know, changing my life around Mm -hmm. and I was very honest. So I didn't do what most people did and wear like 10 million bracelets on the day of weigh-in. And because I was eating more, I lost weight and they kicked me out of getting help. So I wasn't able to see my nutritionist. I wasn't able to see my therapist. I was on my own. Um, Your metabolism started kicking because you're eating. Yeah. 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 And I tried to explain to them like what was going on. And they're like, no, 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 this is like hospital regulation. This is it. Um, so Jesus. for them, I was like a number, you know, it's yeah. like, I, if I died, it wouldn't look good on there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you know, Michelle, like, what do you do? Like, do you give up and just, you know, be part of the statistic or do you say, screw it and just do it and show other people that it could be done. 
And it's like, okay, um, you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and show others that it can be done because this is not right. Like, this is not right that this is happening. You know, the medical system that's supposed to be helping people is not helping people because they feel like they're beyond help. And it's not the case. Um, So screw it and do it was like, um, for me to stop like overthinking everything. Yeah. Like I would look at like dark chocolate and I would be like, oh my God, that's like the worst food ever. Like I can't eat it because then I'll feel guilty. So I would wait until tomorrow and tomorrow would never come. So by saying screw it and do it, I would be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it because if I don't do it today, I'm not going to do it tomorrow. And I'm never going to get the life that I really want. It's a good point. I think, you know, there's a, there's a lesson in there. Um, And that's something that I coach my clients on is, is, is it's, it's just do, just go. Mm -hmm right? Look, yeah. see, move. Like mm-hmm. if you wait, you know, the moment's going to pass. And if that moment mm-hmm. passes, somebody else is going to snatch that opportunity. And while I believe in living in a world of abundance, I also believe that we have to take control of our current situation so we can impact our future situations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very important. I mean, that's a very good point, you know, because, you know, first of all, dark chocolate's the best chocolate you can eat. Right? Yeah. It's, it's actually healthy for you, yeah. but it's so, it's so crazy. Like to have that mentality, not crazy, but because I have that as well, right? Mm-hmm. You look at something like, oh, I should probably not eat that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're constantly working up your your resiliency muscle or your um that that I can't even think of the word right now, but your 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 the willpower. You're you're working on that willpower all the time. Mm-hmm. And every time you pass the fridge or pass the pantry, like you're taking like deposits out of that, you know, you're 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 taking stuff out of that willpower bank. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the moment that you're weak when something comes across your path, it's like game on, mm-hmm. right? That's the kind of what I go through. Um, but no, I, that's really cool. So like, you know, I, I want to touch on because I want, you know, obviously I could talk to you all day, but yeah. what, I, what I want you to really touch on right now is because you are helping other people, you're coaching other people to do this. So what are some of the things that, you know, the audience can look for in your programs, in my programs. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I teach like, I feel like one of the things that a lot of people got wrong with me was that they focused on one aspect of life and it really wasn't one thing. You know, my career was a mess. My nutrition was a mess. Everything mm-hmm. was a mess. So I teach like more of a holistic thing, uh, approach. So nutrition, you know, mindset, um, you know, everything, you know, mm-hmm. business, social media, everything, getting your story out there. Um, I want to teach people how to become their best selves, to reinvent themselves, to overcome their fears. I love it. I love it. It's needed. I mean, it's, it's needed out there. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, every people need to understand that things are, are not mutually exclusive. So Mm -hmm. the decisions I make in my career are going to affect my nutrition, right? They're going to affect every single thing. And, you know, some people like to think, like, oh, no, 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 that my new, my workouts have nothing to do with how I approach my relationship with my wife and my kids or my husband and my kids or my, or my career. They're all connected. Right. Yeah. I mean, like truly like it, people need to understand that you need to be dialed in on every single thing and give yeah. effort, intentional effort on everything, your spirituality, mm-hmm. your, your financial, your relationships, your physical, mm-hmm. all, if, if there's one crack in that chain, like it, nothing works. Yeah. I mean, you can get short-term results, right? Mm-hmm. I think you could agree on that, but I think the longevity of your results are compromised, you know? Yeah. Um, what is the one thing that you've learned 
um, like the, the biggest piece of adversity that you've gone through that has taught you the biggest lesson in your journey so far? Well, that's a tough one. There's just so many. <laughs> um, I would say that, you know, that any, any single point in your life that you could change the way that it is, that you can reinvent yourself, that you can relearn the things that you learned. Um, just because, you know, your past looks bad doesn't mean that your future has to look that way. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. We can yeah. mic drop on that one. In fact, we'll land the plane. I, I'll tell you what, that is very, the reinvent is, is super, super impactful because it doesn't matter where you're at right now, right? Mm -hmm. We have the choice every single day to evolve, to become better or get worse. I don't believe in staying the same. I don't, I think, I think being stagnant is decaying, right? Mm -hmm. If we're not getting better, then we're getting worse, period. So every single day we have that choice to make, right? And I love that you said that because I want everybody listening to really write that down. You can reinvent yourself every single day. And I think yeah. that's what successful people do, right? Mm -hmm. No matter, I mean, again, on a day-to-day -day basis, when you're coaching your clients, you may have to reinvent something every single day. Like, hey, this may not work for him. This may not work for her. I need to reinvent this part of my program. And if you're yeah. not reinventing, then you're not getting better. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So a couple more questions. Okay. Um, how can my audience, and I'm going to put these in the notes, but you know, tell the audience how they can connect with you, interact with you and, and possibly seek you out for, for some mentorship. I'm on Instagram as Michelle Christine Weinstein, and that's with one L and I know my name is horrible to spell. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you're going to put it down below. Um, and I also have a website, michellechristineweinstein.com. Perfect. Perfect. I will put those in the show notes in the bet. And the next thing I can ask you is, is what, what else can I do to support you? Hmm. <laughs> just, yeah, just as you've been doing. Um, I feel like every single person needs someone who believes in them more than mm -hmm. they believe in themselves. And I think that you gave that to me. So Damn. I appreciate that more than you. Know. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. Um, that makes me emotional to be honest with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me take a moment here. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where if I find something special in somebody, then mm -hmm. I, I, I really, really like to, you know, make them feel that because, or allow them to feel that because I don't, I don't think there's any other way, mm -hmm. you know? So damn, I, I feel, I feel very humbled by that. So I appreciate you. Well, okay. guys, listen, I hope you guys enjoyed the show with my friend, Michelle here. Um, one last favor for us. If you liked anything, you heard anything that you liked um, that made an impact on you, please share the show on your social medias and tag us both. Uh, we will gladly reshare them on our socials and, um, you know, until next time, guys, you guys have a great day and y'all be safe. Take care.